Well, well, well. After show chats, we are here with Mfun minus Nia. And I'm just going to sing you guys the song that was in my heart. After show chats, here we come. That will definitely not be the way I will be introducing these after show chats. But you know what, guys? I was feeling a little cheeky. And sometimes when you're feeling a little cheeky, you just got to let the cheekiness out. And so I did. But anyway, I want to thank Nia Amusier for coming onto the show today. She unpacked three issues, three things that, you know, they're very salacious issues. At least two of them are. And all three of them are things that we should definitely care about. And uh, there's one thing that Nia said, because at the end I asked Nia, which I do would guess, I always ask them, okay, now that we've talked about this thing, now what? Because I don't believe that it's enough to talk about something. I'm sitting here with my bottle of water, nursing it. I don't believe that it's enough to sit down and talk about something. And then after you talk about it, then that's it. I mean, you might as well just have sat down and said nothing. Uh, for the purposes of this show and for the purposes of what we do at No Hot Smoke and Afri Talks, our aim is to create a platform such that diasporans can turn to and, you know, to hear their issues discussed and to hear resolutions to maybe things that they face, you know, hear um, their life experiences talked about. Uh, I find that as diasporans, our experience is different from our wholly African friends who are, you know, are only in Africa, born and raised in Africa, grew up in Africa, or our wholly uh, either American or UK, Australian friends. Um, we, we have different experiences. And so diasporans kind of tend to straddle both worlds. And sometimes you don't, necessarily in the holy African medium or the holy British medium, hear experiences that sound like yours. And so AfriTalks is that kind of platform. But in particular, No Hot Smoke is here to bring you guys those stories and those experiences, really those stories, those solutions, and really... Um, emphasize the importance of staying authentic in your own experience in the diaspora. And furthermore, how you can take that experience that you've had in diaspora to affect positive change, either back in um, your home country, your parents' home country, your spouse's home country, if you're married to a diasporan, or, or the continent as a whole. And you don't necessarily need to be married to a diasporan, be the child of a diasporan, or be one yourself to affect positive change in a, another country you don't. I think we all have an obligation to do that. But that's what No Hot Smoke is about. So at the end of the show, we always ask our guests, okay, we've talked about this, now what? And <laughs> I'm laughing because I know what I'm going to say. Uh, Nia mentioned the two words that I have come to tentatively embrace and that is social media. I am a distant friend of social media. 
Now, social media and I, we are having a much better relationship, okay? Or I should say, we're having a relationship, period. Because prior to that, it was so overwhelming to me. I'm like, oh my goodness, so much is going on on Facebook. There's Facebook, there's Twitter, there's Instagram. Ah, overload, brain overload. What do I do? And you can kind of go down a rabbit hole, right? I mean, you're just replying to your brother's post about his cousin. And then you start scrolling down and you're looking at all the videos about, you know, people that like puppies. And then you're looking at the videos about, you know, kid comedians. And then before you know it, you're still sitting on the toilet and you haven't even peed. And you're like, I was just supposed to be here for like three seconds, maybe 10 at the most. And you, your ass is still there. You ain't got nowhere. So social media can be a little bit overwhelming to say the least. Hey, man, look, TMI, you guys might be like, I'm fine. That's too much information. This is... This is a show where we don't blow hot smoke up or you know what. So you just got to take it as it comes. Take it as it comes. Take it as it comes, y'all. So Mia mentioned social media as a way for you to lend your voice to an issue. And I agree with her. I do have a few social media accounts. I've had Facebook since I was in college. I'm probably aging myself for those of you (laughs) that know when I was in college. But, you know, who cares? I've had that since college. And I've... Oddly enough, I've had Snapchat, Instagram, and Twitter for more than a few years, maybe since 2011. I think I've had Twitter since 2011. And because of the overwhelm, I didn't really know how to manage the overwhelm. Uh, I was like, you know, forget it. I'm not going to go on it. You know, I'll go on it every once in a while to post about issues that are important to me. But then I realized that my inactivity in, the so- in social media was not really helping. It wasn't really helping to, if I posted something, I didn't really reach anybody because it wasn't really active, right? I mean, social media is like, it's like bread. You leave it out. If you leave it out after a while, you don't eat it, it's going to get stale. Or if you leave it packaged up, you don't touch it, it's going to get moldy. So it's kind of like that. Your, your presence on social media is definitely perishable. Unless, obviously, you are a public figure with a massive following. Like, President Obama could post once a month and people would go gaga. He could bump. Forget that. He could probably post once a year. People would be like, oh my gosh, President Obama posted. President Obama made a post. Amazing. Right? So, unless you're that kind of figure, your presence or lack, your presence will go stale on social media. So... When Nia said social media as a way of lending our voice to change, I said, you know what? Nia has a good point. She's right. We don't have to go out there and uh, post on every issue that comes up and sit down for hours a day researching issues. That's not what I'm saying. Let's not be dramatic about this. All I'm saying is you happen to hear about something. Like today you guys heard about the Koza pastor, which is rape, right? You heard about rape issues that affects women. Heard about the slapping senator, another issue that affects women. And, you know, physical abuse, domestic violence. Because um, there's no way that, no nobody on God's green earth can tell me that the slapping senator does not have a history of domestic violence. It's not possible. The And oddly enough, 
these are my guy friends that had this sentiment because the ease in which he was publicly abusing this woman in front of people says, I am comfortable enough to do this in front of you. Therefore, it must be a habit. It must be something that I do. And so you're doing it in public. The only place you can do it is behind closed doors. So, but I mean, those are the opinions and assessments of my guy friends. So neither here nor there. Uh, so you heard about those. And then you heard about, of course, the issue going on in Sudan, which was very lightly unpacked. And we will be having a guest on the show coming up in August to really unpack that issue a whole lot more. And what we can do is simply go on, whether you want to change your profile picture to blue for the Sudan, say a thing or two about, you know, the issues women face and maybe the importance of it, post an article on your, whether it's your Twitter page or maybe maybe put a link to the article on your Facebook page or your uh, what's the other one? Twitter, Facebook, Instagram page. Things you can do. They don't require hours and hours of research. <clears throat> Sorry, guys, I got something stuck in my throat. I'm not going to stop this and re-record it. So I'm just going <laughs> to, y'all are just going to have to just, this is after show chats, you know, so you just, you just going to get it as, it as it is. Ain't no filtering happening. So those are things that we can do outside of the motherland in our capacity. And some of you don't have social media as diasporans, okay? I need you to get, get with the times. I need you to get your ass together, get your act together, and get with the times. Because this is a way for you to be plugged in and a way for you to lend your voice to issues. And when you are plugged in, you will come to know of uh, things that you can do differently. Uh, for example, you know... Maybe you are traveling to Nigeria and you want to fly airlines that are always on time, but you haven't been to Nigeria in five years. Well, you'll come to find out that there are the airline that you used to fly is no longer reliable. Uh, at least this is in-country airline. No longer reliable. There are newer and better airlines that have a reputation for being on time. And... It's simple, it's a simple search. Simple search uh, on, um, simple search on Facebook, oddly enough, or just Google. And so, or you can, if you are following certain um, people on social media that are really plugged into Nigerian society, you ask a question out there, they answer it, boom, there you go. That's for the more savvy, sophisticated people. But it was through social media that I found out that Ibom Air was operating in Nigeria. It's a new airline. And people like it, good reviews. I had no idea, no clue. And it was through social media that I found that out because I happened to follow somebody who uh, works in an, who's in a position to know what's going on in the aviation industry. And so I'm like, hmm, Ibom Air, that's pretty good. And so that's just one example, right, on maybe the benefits. But in terms of diasporans, um, we just need to get with it. Some of us need to really get with the times. I have, I know people that are sub 30 that, uh, let me say sub 35, I'm sorry, let me not lie, sub 35 that 
don't have a social media account, maybe for the same reasons I didn't want to have a social media account because of the overwhelm. But I'm like, look, how how are you going to lend your voice to this issue? Like when the COSA, when the this issue that we're unpacking, I was speaking with a particular person about it. And I said, you know, they said, look, you know, these things are happening, but nobody really does anything about it. You know, these things have been going on. Rape is not new. Domestic violence is not new. But nobody does anything about it. I said, what are you doing about it? And their response was, well, I'm talking about it. We're having a conversation about it. I'm like, fuck that shit. That's not doing anything. You're not, that's not doing anything. You're having a conversation about it. What do you do after the conversation? I said, did you go on your social media account and maybe give a a sentence or two about it or maybe post an article about, you know, um, the issues that women face and things like that with, with, with rape and, you know, how the rapists calling them liars and or whatever it is. And they said, no, I don't have a social media account. I'm like, oh, well, I mean, that takes away four of the points that I was going to make. Okay, so since you don't have a social media account, okay, in 2019, then... Did you go and look up women's groups in Nigeria? Because there are women's groups in Nigeria. Did you go and look that up? And maybe, you know, reach out to them either on their social media account, maybe send an email, how you can help them, support them. And she said, no, I didn't do that. And I said, then you haven't done shit. Didn't you haven't done anything? So you and I talking about it does nothing unless we take that and make it an actionable step. And she was like, you know what? You're right. I haven't done anything. And I'm not saying that you have to go on social media and find 35 issues to be the poster boy for the 35 issues. No, like I said before, that's not what I'm saying. Find one that resonates with you and bring awareness, make a conscious and cognizant effort to bring awareness to that issue. And if it's a good thing, then make a conscious and cognizant effort to push that good thing. Like for example, in Kenya, Kenya, as some of you guys may or may not know, Kenya is really uh, tech, uh, tech savvy uh, compared to other countries in the continent. And, you know, they have a lot of innovations coming out of Kenya. And, you know, maybe talk about that, post that, bring awareness to these things. These are small ways that we can use our experience to push positive change. And um, so th- those are maybe, those are, those are the benefits of it, right? So then those are benefits and the whys. You keep up with what's happening and it's really an avenue for you to lend your voice to something that you care about without you actually being there. And in Nigeria, they say being on ground, which means like, you know, being there live and direct, getting into the mix of things. And so wait for you to lend your voice to things without actually being there. Um, but it, it starts with one person. And in my language, there's this phrase, I'm not going to say the whole phrase, I'm just, I'm just going to say the beginning of the phrase. But it, it starts with things start tap tap. And tap tap is like a faucet. So say you have a faucet and the faucet is not quite closed. It's just dripping one little drop at a time. And if the sink is plugged before long, that sink will be full of water. And so things start one little drop at a time 
and they formed something big. I mean, that is how every, all these movements started, right? They start one little drop at a time and they form something big. And so I'm not saying, hey, you know what? Today I'm going to change, you know, the way, you know, little, the way young boys are treated in boarding houses and it's going to change all over Africa. And that's my thing. And I'm, relax, relax. Okay. Don't, let's not get excited. Maybe you can begin by bringing awareness to the issue little by little by little. And eventually things begin to happen. So go out there, diasporans. I don't care what age you are. Get a social media account. I highly recommend that. I frequently use Instagram because it's, it's easy. And I found a lot, of, there are a lot of people on Instagram these days. And I like Twitter because Twitter, I like the, there's a, a way, the way that the news comes in, different types of news coming in, just like their, their little layout. You can select the news that fits you, select the agencies where you want to read the news or maybe select the people that you want to follow. And, you know, you get, keep up with their posts that way. I don't, I'll be honest, I don't spend more than 35, 40 minutes a day on social media. That's a lot. I, and that's to do the posts, even including posts for the shows. I don't spend that time, much time on social media. But the little time that I do spend, it's enough for me to kind of get an idea of what's going on and how I can plug myself in. So do that priority people. Um, and the other thing that I wanted to mention is this idea of us being, us being diasporans and the, the term diasporans, it's not just, uh, Africans that left Africa and came to work in the U S or came to school in the U S diasporans is really anybody from the motherland that know that is living outside the motherland. Those are diasporans and and it it includes African-Americans as well. If we're going to be very technical and very correct, but you know, we're just in this context, we're just discussing, you know, Africans, um, either and those that (laughs) love them or are married to them and so on and so forth. Um, we are somewhat, disconnected shall we say that's a nice way of saying it it's a really nice way of saying it sometimes we don't give two hoots about what's going on either in our own countries or our parents countries or you know the continent as a whole because we are dis- we're disconnected we have our own lives we have our own things going on we have our own issues that we're dealing with and so when things come up in like the things that need unpacked today when those issues come up unless it is something that resonates with us we don't really latch onto it and you don't need to latch onto everything, but I, you should latch onto something because we, I'll be brutally honest with you guys. We all live outside of the continent, continent being Africa. Most of us live in, most of us live in countries that have running water, electricity, and granted we do pay for it, but we have very good infrastructure and somebody cared enough to set up that infrastructure for us to enjoy and we are enjoying it. Mind these people, they didn't even know who the heck we were. And so they set up that infrastructure for us to enjoy and they set up these systems. I live here in the U S somebody cared enough to say, you know what? This thing, this slavery thing is this, this is, this is not the life. We're going to create a network of, um, escape routes and so on and so forth. And then you also had other people that were 
not slaves, not black at all, that said, hmm, that lended their voices to help push the, um, the abolitionist movement. And then you had people in the 60s and the 50s that were saying, you know what? Bump this. The dogs are going to sick us. The dogs are going to get sicked on us. They're going to use the fire hoses against us. But by golly, this segregation thing is, is not happening. And you, had, you, have, you have example after example of people that have cared enough to do things outside of their ordinary lives in order to change something. So if you're not connected, you're not going to care enough to do anything. You can care. I'm not going to take the fact that you care about it because when you talk about it, you talk about an issue, you care about it in, in, before you can even talk about it. That's all nice and good. But if you don't care enough, when I say enough, the enough is doing something that is outside what you would normally do. That is enough. That's where the enough comes in. And this is obviously my interpretation that I'm trying to convey to you guys. So as a whole, we do not care enough as a diaspora community. We do not. And I will not blow hot smoke up your you know what's and say that we care enough because we don't. Because if we did, a small percentage of us could cause so much change to happen. And we're not doing that. So we care, but we don't care enough. Because look what happens when you care enough. I'm a woman. I'm a black woman in the United States of America. I work in a company mostly full of white men, and I'm paid very, very well, compensated very, very well. And if people did not care enough to make that change happen, not even for themselves, but for people that they would never know, then guess what? It wouldn't happen. I mean, look, if our forefathers, the people that maybe gave us independence, I'm going to talk talk about Nigeria, but if the people that helped found Nigeria as a country, um, if they had the mentality that Nigerians and diaspora have, we would we would still be under British rule. There's no way we would we would no way we would have independence. So we get out of Nigeria, we get out of Africa, we get out of Ghana, you get out of South Africa, you get out of Kenya, get out of Ethiopia, get out of Libya, Liberia, you go into other countries and you enjoy their infrastructure. Guess what? tap back into what's going on in your place, in your continent, and do something for somebody else. Because look, I don't whether whether or not you want to believe it and accept it, somebody did it for you because you're actually enjoying it. So that means it must have come about by the work of other people. So by logic, what you're enjoying was done by somebody else and you are the beneficiary of it. So I, it is absolutely imperative that we get connected and get plugged in and a step small step to getting connected is maybe by lending your voice to issues on social media and that could take a few minutes but like I said start step and eventually that sink will overflow and the change that you only thought started with one person, you have now, you are now part of something that involves so many more people and is impacting so many more people. And you know what, guys? That is what Afri Talks is all about doing. We are all about helping people 
find ways that they can impact positive change back in the motherland because the motherland is not going anywhere and it is here to stay it is a part of the world economy in a very big way as we discussed you know during the show with the production of flowers we didn't discuss the production of cashews but there you know in 2015 Nigeria was the number one producer of raw cashews and which is a surprise to a lot of people 2018 I mean there's still top producer of cashews in 2018 um, but you know now you have Vietnam and India that have I'm sorry India that has taken the top seat in 2018 but you still have the West African countries Cote d'Ivoire, Benin, Guinea-Bissau, Nigeria being top producers of raw cashews and some of those cashews so those cashews get shipped out raw they get processed by India and Vietnam and then shipped back and then shipped again to other countries to enjoy and get they get shipped back to Nigeria for Nigerians to buy the irony of the whole process that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day but um these are a few of the ways that you guys can get plugged in number one and get plugged in in order to stay connected and once you stay connected then you will be able to pick up on issues that resonate with you and lend your voice to those issues so I want to thank you guys for listening in I think I sang at the beginning, and that's definitely not going to be a thing. But uh hope you guys did enjoy my little singing. And tune in to our next show. Our next show is going to be about the cuisines of Africa. And I, I like, like is an understatement, I love food. The only reason I work out, I mean, maybe the second reason I work out is because I like to eat. Eat, 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 eat. And, and plus, you know, it's good for you, blah, blah, blah. But I like to eat and I don't overindulge. I do have my small portions, but I, I, I like very rich food. And Africa has very rich cuisines. And you know what? We are more similar than you guys would realize. It's shocking. But you got to turn into the show or tune into the show that is happening on the 27th of July to find that out. So hope to see you guys on the next show, uh, after show chats every two weeks with myself and or the guest of that show. So go on, get you a social media account and plug your ass into what's happening in Africa. And we will see you in a few weeks. <laughs>